You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on hey how to grow your Facebook following with like today's 10, episode, or I just more, wanted to say happy social.com. I had intended to put out a 2018-2019 Outlook recap episode and I even recorded it and then I got sick. So you guys know how that is. So I did not put that out. So this is the first episode of 2019. I'm so excited for you to hear my interview with Dr. Kendra. So, the one thing you will notice is that the sound quality on my end is kind of crappy in this episode, and for the life of me, I cannot figure out why. I have tried all my editing MacGyver tips and tricks, and it has not worked, so I am apologizing here and now for the weird tinny sound that you will get on my part. So, I apologize. Hopefully it won't happen again. I've tried my best but I hope you still enjoy this interview. I sure did. Kendra is so interesting, and her book is so good. All right, I hope you guys have a great start to your 2019, and I cannot wait to see how we grow together. All right, sending you guys all the love. Enjoy! Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm super excited to have a really interesting guest today. Her name is Dr. Kendra Segura, and she is an OBGYN and also a co-author of a new book all about women in medicine and how you can kind of get through that world as a woman, which is really interesting. It's called the Chronicles of Women in White Coats, and I think it's really going to bust through some misconceptions and some ideas, and I'm just really excited to talk to Kendra, so welcome. Thank you, Melanie, for having me on your show, Um, and like I said, I was excited when I first heard about your show, Biz Babes and Soul, um, given that, you know, there's a whole women movement going on. I think women are taking over the world and we're getting into business and we're getting busier. It just seems like, you know, the more now that doors are, are opening wide for us and, and with this book that I co-author, The Chronicles of Women in White Coats, it talks about women busting through the doors of medicine. And medicine 50 years ago traditionally had more men Mm -hmm. and especially in the surgical specialties. And now doctors are venturing out and doing business as well. Um, And so I think that this book is with 20 women physicians, all different races, different specialties with a different story. But the one thing that we all have in common is that thread of, belief. And I think to be a biz babe and to be a successful one, you have to believe in yourself. So, you know what I mean? So if I would have had this book, it's like 20 mentors and I could see that people fail, people recover, 
there's hardships, there's, there's uh, relationship issues, there's sickness, you know, like women are going through a lot, but these women are busting down the doors anyway. You know, this is like 20 mentors, you know, and, it, and to me, medicine and business, they go together. That's like a, that, that it, cause medicine is a business and being a woman definitely navigate, we have to navigate it differently. So that's why I really was excited to be on your show. So thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's back up and tell people how you kind of decided to get into medicine, specifically be an OBGYN and all that, and what that kind of looks like for you in terms of being a woman in medicine, because that's kind of, it's becoming more of a thing, but you know, several years ago, it wasn't. Yeah. So for me, um, I was a non-traditional uh, medical student, as they say, meaning that I went into medicine older because I did a career change. I had a career, like an early midlife crisis. At <laughs> age 25, I was you know, working for the Los Angeles County Health Department. I was an epidemiologist statistician, and um, I was working with physicians, and it was great. You know, um, My boss was a physician herself, and... Um, you know, it's just the thought really never occurred to me to be a physician, you know, it never occurred to me. And, but when I was exposed to my, my coworkers or, you know, my superiors, you know, how they were physicians and I was working side by side, you know, their encouragement and me being exposed and getting that confidence that I possibly too can be a physician if I chose to. So that was a huge decision at 25, 26 to say, wait a minute, I'm going to change directions completely because at that time I was considering getting my doctorate um, while, you know, continuing to work, you know, getting married, having children, you know, just the traditional way. And then here I go getting this thought in my head that maybe I can go and I can be a doctor. And the initial plan was to be an infectious disease doctor. So the whole OBGYN thing, you know, sometimes I, I drive in my car and I'm thinking, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm an OBGYN because that was the <laughs> last thing I wanted to do. So I find that kind of funny. It's like a, a joke between me and God, you know? <laughs> yeah. So what made you want, uh, why did you end up picking OBGYN? I'm always interested in why that is. Well, because... You know, so I had, so first it was a huge decision. It's a burden on your family um, to just change directions and go on to higher education. Not only higher education, but we're talking about medical school, then we're talking about residency training, then we're talking about, you know, being an attending. So right now I've been three years out. So it's a huge financial burden on everyone and it's a huge sacrifice. And like I said, I went into it a little older. So it's kind of like, you know, I, you know, never, I didn't have it in my head when I was a child to be a physician. And when I did ever think about it, you know, when you're in school, you have career day, you know, you always kind of snickered at, ew, like OBGYN, you know, looking at vaginas, ew, you know. <laughs> so, and then it's your exposure. Like I was, I was exposed and interested in epidemiology, which is the study of disease. So my interest was a disease itself so I kind of figured that it made sense I did a crazy thing you know ever you know my mom 
you know, my dad, you know, you know, everyone was like, are you sure you want to do this? Cause it was kind of like, what? Like, are you serious? You know? And so, um, then once I delivered my first baby as a medical student, that changed everything. And then, you know, I thought that that high of bringing life into the world would be over, you know, once you do your second, third, fourth. But for me, um, you know, I get excited every time, like it's my first time doing a delivery, you know, and sometimes I make a joke about it, you know, and I'm, when I'm there with, with the patients and the family and, you know, they're having their first baby, I am just as excited. And also the thought of fixing a problem, you know, so kind of like getting to know myself that, you know, I don't like chronic, I'm not interested in chronic disease as much as something that can be fixed. So mm -hmm. if you're having heavy bleeding, I take out your uterus. If you're pregnant, no one stays pregnant forever. And boy, am I happy that I got into this field because, Melody, I learn just as much from my patients as they do from me. You know, because I, I see women from all walks of life and all ages. So I kind of know what to expect when I go through menopause. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, they're teaching me just as much as I'm teaching them my expertise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. I never thought about that. I'm sure on the flip side, it's also you see some really hard cases too. It's not just all joy. There's also sadness, which I think would be the hard thing for me if I was a physician, like just seeing all the horrible things people can go through. Well, definitely. Um, and that is the second victim syndrome. A lot of, a lot of people don't know about that, but a lot of doctors and myself included, we go through the second victim, you know, delivering a full-term baby that's, you know, that's passed away that's, you know, stillbirth. I mean, that is, you know, that's when I think about, you know, why did I do this? I'm telling a woman, me having to tell a woman she has cancer. I'm thinking, why do I do this? Um, something goes, a complication in the operating room. You know, patients do die. You know what I mean? Surgery is no joke. And so I really always stress to a woman when she says, All right, I want a hysterectomy. My friends had it. You know, they're living their best life. They can fit into their genes. Their sex life is better. I want a hysterectomy, Dr. Segura. You know, I, you get that a lot because everything's on YouTube now. You can Google all the procedures, but it's major surgery. You know, and I try to remind women that it's not like shopping at Bloomingdale's, coming in and you're picking a shirt. You can return it if you don't like it. This is major surgery. With major surgery, even minor surgery, it comes with risk and complications and it doesn't matter at whose hands so it could be the, the best surgeon in the world it doesn't matter you know some situations the anatomy you know you're going to get a complication so um that's that's hard and for me as a junior attending you know because i'm less than seven years in um my first year out that was very very taxing on me so you know so i kind of see the other side when you get a lot of oncology doctors, how they seem kind of cold or they seem kind of distant. Well, you have to, because if you take it all in, you can't go back in the OR and somebody has to operate. Somebody has to keep going and, and help people. And along the way, as doctors, you feel that sometimes you are doing harm, but you just got to get back in there. Um, so definitely as a woman, you know, I think women, we take it in, we, we just take it in more because it's just our nature. It's our nature. And um, balancing 
that, you know, that that's tough. That's something that you have to learn to kind of live with. And if you quit, then it's kind of like, well, who's going to do it? Yeah. You know? So how do you decompress and compartmentalize all of the good and the bad? <laughs> well, you know, I'm, this is my third year as an attending and I'm, I've gotten better. I, um, a good support system. I have a good husband supports me and, and colleagues, you know, it's really, the group of colleagues, physicians supporting each other that really helps you get through it. Because, you know, there's just the way medicine is, you know, if you miss something or a patient dies or they have cancer and you're thinking, I should have did this, I should have did that. You know, we blame ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. You know, I could have did this, I could have did that. So I decompressed by finally when I'm leaving the hospital, I try to leave the hospital, you know, and it's kind of hard for surgeons because sometimes you're worried about the patient you operated on, but just knowing that you did your best. I think every time, you know, staying abreast the new technology, you know, staying current, you know, with your board certifications, making sure that you're a master at your craft. And I think when you walk out of there and you know, you did your best and I explained to the patients that, Hey, you know, things do happen. I mean, and that's why there's a consent form, but you have to outweigh the risk and the benefits. And sometimes, you know, even after a complication, you know, a woman gets through it, she's feeling better later on. So, so that's how I kind of come to grips with it. And then doing media medicine has been a way for me to decompress, you know, educating women that don't go to the doctor, being on your podcast. You know, I know that a lot of people are thinking, wait a minute, this is supposed to be about business and how to, get, how to be successful. But I, I want to talk to your audience because it's the, the ambitious woman who is running her own business in which when you run your own business, there is no off days. And so you can't forget yourself. You cannot forget yourself. And so, yeah, I was excited to be on here to talk to your audience and let them know that preventative care is very important. Self-care is very important. And I see a lot of women in my office that are our entrepreneurs. And, you know, by the time they see me, it's like, you know, they have cancer, endometrial cancer. You know, they've had, you know, um, um, heart attacks and strokes and stuff because, they're waiting too late or they didn't get their screening, their colonoscopies and they have colorectal cancer. Mm-hmm. So I see it. And I, and I just know the, and even physicians ourselves, you know, we're, we feel like we go to the doctor cause we're at the hospital every day, but we we're not there for ourselves. So mm-hmm. I see the importance of really letting the busy woman know that, Hey, wait a minute, you know, everything has to wait. You need to go get your pap smear. You need to get your mammogram. You know, you're having some uncontrolled bleeding. Your menstrual cycles are running long. I mean, you need to go get that checked out, you know? So I think it's really important on your platform, Melody, that, you know, that you, you know, have someone like me, a health educator to to say stop out of your busy day because you can't be successful if you're sick. Yeah, that's that's so true. And I, I know that from, you know, from both personal experience and from friends, that we as entrepreneurs work ourselves to death. We we stay up all night, we yes. burn the candle at both ends, and 
we're exhausted because we feel like we have to hustle all the time. Yes, yes. And <laughs> that's just too much. It's too much for one person. We, ladies, we got to take care of ourselves, both mind, body, and soul. Yes, definitely. And I think, you know, calling an end time, you know, like, like my mission, you know, because I come from public health, because, you know, that's my background of educating people. Um, that's my passion. Um, you know, it, it gets taxing because you want to, you know, hustle and reach as many people, you know, and I'm realizing that, you know, I don't need to be on health podcasts, you know, people mm -hmm. tuning in. I need to be on, you know, different platforms where a woman isn't even thinking about her health, mm -hmm. you know? So I, the people that come to see me in the office, the people that I see in the hospital, they're good because they're coming to the doctor, but it's those that aren't that kind of led me to go online and to reach people that way. And mm -hmm. that Melanie has been a very rewarding experience because a lot of us don't even know that it's a problem because as much as we talk, you know, we have your best friend, you have your moms, your grandmothers, there's a lot of things that we don't talk about. We just keep to ourselves. And I know this because I'm the OBGYN. So I get into everybody's business. And so that's when I realized there is a need to make the world smaller and to kind of get those women that are busy, get them into the hospital, get them into the office. And they listen to your podcast because we all want to be successful. So you know, that's why I, you know, I joined up with the group in co-authoring the Chronicles of Women in White Coats. Why? Because I want women to know to go for it, you know, to go for it. You know, it's going to be hardships. You're not the only one that fails. And I think it's, it's the same with business. You're going to do things. It's, you're going to fail. But when you hear 20 different stories from 20 different women around, you know, different backgrounds, you know, foreigners, people from the U.S., everyone in a different discipline, everyone in a different situation, some are single, some are married, some are divorced, with kids, no kids, you kind of get strength from it. It's a very inspiring book because you're like, you know what? she has the same problems I do mm -hmm. and she can yeah. do it. And so, and I think that's the same thing with business is that we're just so afraid to kind of step outside of our comfort zone. And so for my career change, Melody, I have to tell you, that was the most gut wrenching decision. One of the most gut wrenching decisions that I ever had to make. But you were so brave to step up and say that I can change my direction and I can do it you know, without having to ask anyone's permission, which is amazing. But I, I try to think about, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, that I talk to, I, it, I ask them like, how did you get into it? You know, and I think about myself and how, you know, I look back at my 26 year old self and I'm like, wow, she's so brave. Like, would I be able to do something like that today? And I think not. But I had to go back in my mind and, and ask myself, what was I going through mentally at the time? And for me, it was, I fell sick. I got sick. And when I got sick, that really was a huge wake-up call of my mortality. That, you know, any one of us can die at any time and you only have one life. So why not go on an adventure? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And so when I talk to other people, you know, what made you change your career? You know, it's either they, they got fired, you know, um, they got sick from the stress of their job and, you know, something pivotal happens and they put that energy into their own business. You know, not all, but for most people, when they do a career change, I'm always interested. Like, how did you become so successful doing this? And, you know, I got tired of having bad bosses. I got tired of being stressed, not seeing my kids being worked to death, you know? So it's, it's something pivotal that happens in your life. Um, and for me, it was realizing that, you know, hey, I got one life, you know, why not make it an adventure? And, and indeed, it has been an adventure. Yeah. So what has, what has it been like to be a female physician? Have you experienced sexism? Has it been a very, you know, having to break that ceiling? Is there lots of competition? Like, what does that look like for you? Um, definitely. And that's a touchy subject, Melanie. Like a lot of us, you know, we don't talk about it, you know? Um, and I think that's why the Chronicles of Women in White Coats will blow you away. You don't, you don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be um, in the healthcare field at all. Just being a woman in corporate America. I mean, just being, even being a housewife. Okay. You, you, you just being a woman, you just don't realize that we're, we all go through it. You know, there's a lot of sexism. There's a lot of racism. Um, there's a lot of stereotypes. Um, and it goes both ways from patients and from doctors and colleagues and nurses. And me reading this book, I was blown away. And it, and it takes courage to admit that, you know what, I've been sexually harassed. I've been told that I couldn't be a surgeon, um, you know, you know, breaking into an all boys club, you know, um, you know, those things are tough. And even patients, you know, their, their old way of thinking, oh, you know, a male physician is a better surgeon, you know, I mean, these types of things, um, you know, that you have to kind of, you know, as a physician, break down those barriers of even just a society way of thinking and, um, and I think that's why, like right now, you know, you got the Me Too movement going on and you got women empowerment going on because what's happening is, you know, now with OBGYN, it's a 60, 40%, 60% women and 40% men, because now women are realizing, you know what, I feel more comfortable with a woman, mm -hmm. um, because a lot of the sicknesses and, and the ailments that women have, it starts from your mind. And women just don't feel comfortable talking to the opposite sex about what's really going on. So I hear it all. I hear it from, you know, my husband cheated. I'm running ragged with the kids. I've been having heavy bleeding for five, six years, and I'm now just coming to see you. You know, so the comfort level. And um, I really want to kind of ride that wave. So the women in white coats, you know, we want to ride that wave in because a lot of the young girls that I talk to in the office, you know, when I ask them what they want to be, they won't say doctor. They'll say things like nurse, physician's assistant, which is nothing wrong with that. So let's just be clear. But I just find it interesting that most of them, barely anyone says, I want to be a doctor. You know? And so why is that? You know, I, I asked myself, you know, and I never thought about it being a doctor, you know, like I, you know, so it's kind of like, I think it just goes with society. It goes with just our thinking as women. 
um, and we don't go for it and we need to go for it. And I'm so happy that I think I heard recently on the news that like there's a, like a, tons of women entrepreneurs, you know, that are having yeah. successful business. So we're going for it and we can. And I think that having mentors, having a podcast like this, Melanie is very priceless because this is a place where we can get mentorship. Um, and we can break into the old boys club and, and get into business because even women in business negotiating, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it could be intimidating, you know, at demanding, you know, a price for your service. That's intimidating, right? Oh, yeah. Um, There's a, I've experienced that so much. It's, it, it always comes back for me to worthiness. Like, as a woman, do I feel worthy of that price? Do I feel like I have the quote-unquote balls to stand up and, you know, quote those prices to a man or to someone else with confidence like he would? It's, you know, it's just a whole... It's a whole episode on its own. <laughs> yeah, but in medicine, still, you know, even now, I told you, we're making a lot of progress. We're making a lot of progress. So I don't, I, you know, I, I'm not all negative. I see the progress, you know, um, but still the pay, you know, is still less for a woman than a man. So, you know, because a man isn't going to come in, into this job, because with medicine, you get paid for your years of experience. Mm-hmm. and. And it just shows you when a man comes into his job, you know, he's going to demand to start at this price because he has this experience where women, you know, we might ask, but it's declined for us, you know? So I think it all boils down to confidence, self-esteem and mindset. And that's why I, like, I wish that I would have had a book like this to read back when I was growing up because a lot, you know, it's 20 mentors telling you that, Hey, you know, I didn't have a great childhood. Hey, while I was working, my husband cheated on me. Hey, you know, I got sick, you know, I got diagnosed with this illness and I got over it and I conquered it and I'm still, you know, reaching for my dreams. So it's, and, and I think after that's why women empowerment, after you're empowered, you're going to start asking what you're worth because, you know, it does never hurt to, I think a lot of us don't even ask. That's the problem. And I find if you just ask, you know, you never know what you're going to get. And so that comes from your mindset and it comes from self-esteem. And that's why I, I love mentoring. I men, I mentor pre-meds. I mentor people thinking about getting into a career change you know, because I want to take that anguish. Melody, when I say that it was anguish, it was, you know, going against, you know, my close family and friends to do this. I want to take my experience and I want to share that because I don't want anybody to go through that. You know, I, if I could help someone navigate and give them the confidence, because you might fail, but you know what? No one really regrets what they, you know, have done you, you you regret more of the things that you didn't do the things that you let go that you could have tried but you didn't because mm-hmm. when you do something and you fail you have a story to it there's exactly. a story and it ended but if you have never jumped off that that cliff to see maybe that you won't dive to your death maybe you'll land on a cloud hit the stars go to the, the sun you know um, so I really, I'm seeing it and I, and I, and myself branching out to business, it takes confidence and belief in yourself. It's amazing. 
So yeah, my hat goes off to all entrepreneurs, definitely. <laughs> sure. All women in medicine, entrepreneurs. It, it takes so much self-confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been such a fun interview. Thank you so much for being here, Kendra. And tell us again where we can get your book if anyone wants to read it. Oh, perfect. Um, so it's definitely, we're an Amazon bestseller. So if you guys could, you know, your audience can help us keep the movement going, they can go to Amazon, type in the Chronicles of Women in White Coats, or they can go to my website. I'm on Instagram. That's my main um, site where I can be reached for any questions. You know, even if women, your audience wants to run things by me, you know, as far as their health. Um, it's um, at, the handle is at Dr. Kendra MD. And that's my Instagram handle. And that's also my Facebook handle. And there on my Instagram, there's a link right to the book. And I usually respond to people within 48 hours, because again, my passion is prevention and health education and mentorship. So the Chronicles of Women in White Coats, if people forget, at Dr. Kendra MD, go to Amazon. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Kendra. And this has been such a really interesting, fun interview. And I hope that everybody else gets as much out of it as I did. So thank you. Thank you for having me, Melanie. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.